Hey everybody, this is episode 5 of the Weekly Sports Drop. Enjoy. This is a show about sports and everything in between. From a fan's perspective, it's edgy and unapologetic. We break down what's hot in the world of sports and maybe some of what's not. This is the Weekly Sports Drop with your host, Jazz Santana. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 5 of the Weekly Sports Drop. I'm your host, Jazz Santana. Flying solo tonight, but my buddies Mike and Tony may be back with me next week. So I uh, just want to thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Got some pretty cool things coming up today. Was a long week in sports again. Uh, some NFL top stories. Uh, we'll be including some key injuries to some teams. A big trade that went down, which doesn't happen very often in the NFL. And uh, I will recap the first preseason game for the Miami Dolphins. Also, we'll have some stats for the scrimmage that was held this past weekend by the Hurricanes. But first, I have a very special guest uh, come on with me this week. Right before the Dolphins game, we spoke a little bit about what he expected to see and uh, what also, um, you know, and we also went into some some Kane's talk, a little bit of Kane's talk as well. He's a managing editor for the Dolphins Wire for the USA Today. He also covers college football for Athlon Sports and does a little guest hosting on 790 The Ticket, talking about Antoine Staley. Check it out. Antoine. Yeah, what's going on? What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Fine. Right, how are you? I'm doing all right, man. I appreciate you doing this with me, man. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I know you don't have much time. I know we got a uh, we got a game tonight, and I know you got to do some stuff. So, I wanna, um, you know, I want to get into some dolphin stuff with you. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. So, uh, you get to see them a little bit in training camp, right? What? Say that again. You get you get to see them in training camp a little bit. Yeah, we see we see all the practices now. Now, once okay. training camp ends, then we won't. But as of right now, yeah, we we're looking at everything they do in practice. Nice, nice. So, what's 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 standing out the most to you right now? Uh, right now, I, you know, I kind of look kind of looking at the young guys. I know Devontae Parker has been really uh, the guy that's kind of one of my key guys. One of the guys that I feel like has been the best among all, everybody so far. Uh, him, say. Xavier Howard has also done a great job. He's been shadowing receivers. Uh, he looks like a much different guy than he did a year ago, especially considering he's much healthy. Last year he came into training camp with a knee injury. So right. looking at those guys and definitely Raheem McMillan, who's definitely the starting middle linebacker as of right now, those would be the three things that kind of stand out to me. Nice. Yeah, I did notice that. I mean, I know it was only the first play of the game basically, but when Xavier Howard took that pick six, back, you know, he took it back to the house. I said, okay, he's – He's looking like he's uh, he's ready to go, so I was pretty impressed with that. So uh, I, I did notice that. Yeah. Um, aside from them, are they, you know, any, any young players that you see impressing the staff a little bit? Anybody we might, you know, be surprised with, maybe making the roster or whatnot? Uh, right, so right now, I don't know. I, I had to see. I had to look at the preseason game first. It's been guys right. that really hadn't done a whole lot until you get it. practice is different much different from the game from the standpoint oh, sure. that not everybody's a good practice player but when the lights cut on and you know it's game match and they usually turn they turn into different players so it's kind of hard to tell i'm looking i'm trying to look at some of the young guys i know um, the guys the defensive tackles that they drafted it gotcha and bits taylor kind of stood out for me uh as far as somebody uh, as far as the undrafted guys 
Uh, I, I, I mean, there's really not nobody I've really seen that said, okay, I, I really like this guy. I, I think he's going to make the team, at least so far. I know Drew Morgan has a lot of people loved him coming into the spring, but I really hadn't noticed him do much of anything. So we'll, we'll see what he can do later on tonight or in the, to the preseason. Right, yeah. And like you said, just piggybacking off of what you said, I think, yeah, a lot of people started mentioning Drew Morgan. I really couldn't sell too much either. I, I know it's still early. We haven't even – I mean, the first preseason game will be tonight, so we'll probably get a little more of an idea as to who's standing out a little bit more and who's making some better plays. Would you say that, that's probably accurate there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll get a better assessment. Uh, at least me, I'll have a better assessment after uh, two two games or so. What what I so what are you looking for in this game? Are you kind of just seeing if uh you know if, if these guys are in shape? Um, if anybody if anybody is standing out, is that something you, you're looking for in tonight's game? I think you're just looking for depth. You just want to see. Right. Really, for me, it's definitely the defense and seeing how much the depth they have on that defensive line and see where they're coming along. We're talking about the Dolphins team that <laughs> finished 30th in the run, 30th in the league. Excuse me, in year. So you kind of want to see them. Make sure you see if they can improve in that area and see if they have any kind of depth to that defensive line, especially defensive tackle where, you know, Jordan Phillips has kind of fallen out of favors with the head coaches, even though they hadn't necessarily admitted to so out in public. Well, it's it's funny you say that because that's, that's kind of what I was going to lead into uh, next was, you know, that defensive tackle position, that battle between, uh, as it looks like right now, Phillips and Godshaw. I mean, at what point, do not only the fans and you know the coaches or whatnot, but you know everybody keeps saying, well, we got to keep giving Jordan Phillips a shot, and you know his laziness keeps on creeping in and whatnot. So you know, at what point do you say, all right, we got to you know either give up on this guy or give give somebody else a shot to really shine? Is that something they're doing now, or do you think it's they're kind of just trying to push Phillips to, to you know get that motor going more? I think now, I think he, I mean in year three, you kind of right. want to see what he can do, so. Yeah, and he only has one more year left on his contract of him being a second-round pick. So, yeah, you want to see what he can do now. If It's, it's kind of now or never for him. It's yeah, gonna I think for him. It's it. going to have to happen this year for him, or they're definitely going to look at different options. They're already looking at different options there at defensive tackle. So, yeah, the time is now definitely for Jordan Phillips to start to turn it on. I agree. I agree with that. So, I guess, yeah, I guess we'll see what's going on tonight uh, with that and some other things, man. Um, and just to close out on some stuff with the Dolphins, um, how do you feel? How do you feel about the Jay Cutler signing? I mean, you know, some people are on the fence about it. Some people agree with it because he is familiar with Adam Gase. How do you feel? Uh, I I like it. I, I thought it was uh, a perfect situation for Cutler and also Adam Gase. You have somebody that knows the system, knows it very well, has played in the system, has played particularly well in that system, and him and Jay Cutler are close friends. So I think it's a perfect situation, especially if you're not going to have Ryan Tannehill there. I know some people wanted to get Callan Kaepernick in there, but he just doesn't know the system. It's just not a – it wasn't a natural fit in there, despite what some people may believe in or ESPN and some of the other publications. I thought Jay Cutler was a great fit for the Dolphins from that standpoint. So I like the move. I think it's going to work out for him, and we'll, we'll see what all happens. Yeah, it's starting to rub off on me too, so we'll – I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, the good thing about it is, like you said, I mean, he knows the system, so he kind of can jump right into things. Now, we won't see him tonight, but at least, you know, we'll get an idea as to what he looks like uh, possibly next week, I assume. Yeah, I assume we'll see him a little bit next week, definitely for the Eagles game in week three of the preseason. I assume he'll get 
extended action there. But, yeah, I mean, we already know what Matt Moore is, and some people wanted him to be the starter. But the first fate, the guy has never started 16 games in the season, and I don't know if Adam Gates would feel comfortable having Matt Moore start that many games in a year, considering he's never done it. Right. I agree. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. I don't know if I fully trust him for a full 16 games, so I'm with you there. That was some good stuff there by uh, Antoine Staley. So I want to thank him again. Uh, in a little bit, in a little bit, we'll we'll talk about some Miami Hurricane stuff, and 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 you'll hear a little bit about what he had to say about that also. But just going back to the uh, Dolphins and Falcons. Uh, so they beat the uh, so the Dolphins beat the Atlanta Falcons twenty three to twenty. We saw some good things from some guys, but I think the biggest thing that happened was definitely the Raekwon McMillan injury. We didn't see that coming. A lot of people are complaining. Hey, what the hell was he doing playing social? Uh, social. Listen to me. What the hell was he doing playing special teams? And, um, you know, listen, guys play special teams, especially when they get drafted, when they're rookies. They play special teams, guys. A lot of them, a lot of guys, and, and I understand he was a second round draft pick, so maybe he shouldn't have been playing special teams because he's going to start at defensive uh at linebacker but um, if you hear a lot of these guys that are talking about it and, and and talking a little bit about you know playing special teams and if it's a good idea or not a, a lot of these guys that 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 started in the nfl played special teams as well and sometimes you want to have some of your best guys out there on special teams what are you going to have all your shitty guys on special teams only just so that you know a player doesn't get hurt they're going to get hurt it is what it is it's football People get hurt. So, I mean, I don't have an, uh, an issue with, with him playing special teams. It sucks. It was the first, you know, first special teams play of the game, and he kind of gets hurt, which didn't even look too bad once you look at the replay. Uh, but obviously, you know, it was, it was a lot worse than we, than we anticipated. Also, the defensive battle. You know, we spoke about this last week, a defensive battle between uh, Jordan Phillips, Devon Godshaw, and even Vincent Taylor. He was in the mix as well. All three of them played a little bit. Godshaw and Vincent Taylor, again, stood out a little bit more than Jordan Phillips did. Uh, you know, it, it was it was pretty apparent. But at the same time, it, it could just be a ploy. It could be, you know, Jordan Phillips did start. Uh, but it could just be a ploy to, to, to get him to, to, to push him a little bit, to drive him to, 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 to quit taking plays off, to stop being so damn lazy. I don't understand how it is that you're taking plays off. If you're tired, sub in and out. But don't take plays off. Because you're gonna hit, you're gonna hurt that defensive line, especially when we're trying to get some continuity with the guys up front and the guys, um, you know, starting linebackers. Again, it's gonna be kind of a mix-up of some new starting linebackers with Lawrence Timmons, and now obviously with the injury to, to McMillan, somebody else is gonna have to step up, which I don't like that depth at linebacker right now. Uh, you know, before I thought it was okay, but now one of the guys, either Mike Hall, Neville Hewitt, or they're gonna have to wait till till teams make their cuts. And which, by the way, this year, you know, they switched that around. So now it's not a couple of cuts. There's one cut. It goes down from 90 to 53 players. So you got to wait a little bit. And then you have to wait for that linebacker to come over, kind of learn the system, back, you know, over here in Miami, if that's what you want to do, if that's the way that they're going to go. I don't know what they're going to do right now. I, I'm guessing they're going to try Mike Hall. They're going to try... Uh, Neville Hewitt, uh, are they going to move Kiko back into the middle? Are they going to keep him outside? You know, I, I'm I'm not sure what they're going to do. I guess we'll see. Another thing I want to talk about is definitely the, the young wide receivers that stepped up. Now, I spoke a little bit about this, and the guys made fun of me a little bit because, you know, it is our strength. 
but you never know what's going to happen if one of these guys goes down. So I wanted to see what young wide receivers stepped up, you know, which ones kind of uh, kept their composure, made some catches, uh, you know, ran some decent routes and whatnot. And a couple of guys that stepped up are, are some of the second-year players like Jakeem Grant. He looked good. He looked good fielding punts. He looked good. You know, it was a good sign that, yeah, you know, he, he looked good as a wideout as well. So he ran some good routes. Brandon Dowdy, I think it was, that, that got him the ball. Uh, on a couple of plays that he looked pretty decent at. Leontay Carew made a great TD catch. He was adjusting to a throw. Um, and, and you know, I spoke about him a little bit last week. You know, he, he adjusted to a throw. Uh, he, beat the, he beat the corner to the spot of the ball, caught it, scored a touchdown. It was a really nice play. So, uh, you know, I was pretty impressed with him, to be honest with you. It was, it was nice. It was nice. So I, I like to see that. And, and another guy who, you know, I'm big on for some reason – Maybe it's because I like his name. I don't know. DeMaurier Stringfellow. He had a 99-yard touchdown catch. So I'm happy what I saw there as well. He's a big-bodied guy. He can go up and get the ball. But clearly, he can outrun some defenders as well, which is a good sign. You know, I like that those guys stepped up. I don't know if they're all going to make the roster. Uh, what's going to happen there? Uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to see some practice squad guys. You know, being... The UM guy that I am, I, I, I want to see Rashawn Scott play a little bit. He's been hurt. So I think that's going to hurt him in the long run, though. You know, at the end of the day, if you don't play, if you don't play, dude, you're not you're not going to play in, in a regular season game either, regardless of how good you are. I mean, you don't we don't know how good he really is, to be honest. Yeah, we like him coming out of school, coming out of Miami. But how good is he in the pros? I mean, he was a practice squad guy last year. This year was kind of his his opportunity to step up and and maybe challenge Carew or challenge Jakeem Grant or challenge one of these guys for that fourth or fifth receiver role. Does he still have an opportunity? Possibly. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully he can play. I mean, he's just got to be healthy. If he's not healthy, we're never going to see what he's going to be able to do. And at the end of the day, he's going to get end up getting cut or whatnot. So somebody else is, you know, if he gets healthy, somebody else is going to find a gem. I think I think he's pretty damn good. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, but again, it was only the first preseason game. So how much can we get out of it? Not really. I mean, it was Matt Moore throwing a couple. Of, he threw a couple of passes. That's about it. You know, then, the you know, the backups really came in and, and, you know, they played well. Don't get me wrong, but it's a preseason game. So how much are we going to take away from it? You know, we'll see more of these guys. Remember, you know, there's like I said, there's only one cuts this year. So we're going to be able to see a lot more football, you know, a lot more of these young guys kind of playing and, and, and fighting for positions. And, and guys, special teams is big. I mean, everybody says it's cliche at this point, right? Oh, you got to play special teams. Special teams is going to, you know, is where you're going to earn your roster spot. If you're not a first round pick, if you're not, you know, coming in right away as a starter, that's where you're going to earn your stripes, right? On special teams. So these, some of these guys got to play and they got to play special teams. And it's football. Someone's going to get hurt. It is what it is. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, their next preseason game is Thursday against the Ravens. So I'm excited because we may see some Jay Cutler. You know, from what everybody's talking about now, from all the reporters are, are, are kind of uh, saying that he may get some run. Not only him, but uh, apparently the Dolphins are going to let Mike Pouncey play a little bit in the preseason also. So that's a bit of a shocker. I, I really did not care to see him in preseason. We know what he's got. I want him healthy. If he's not healthy, the offense... The offensive line is screwed, in my in my opinion. He is the anchor of that offensive line. So if he's not playing, 
you know, it's kind of throw off everything else. I'm not, listen, it's not to take away from guys like Anthony Steen or, um, you know, Jake Brendel or any of these other guys that will come in and step up for him, okay? S fact of the matter is he's, a, he's an all-pro center. He's the anchor of that line, okay? He's the one that dictates and kind of, you know, looks at what's going on with the defense and can set set everything up and set everything in motion. I like him, but I'm disappointed in the fact that he's always hurt. And a hip injury is not something easy to come back from. I mean, especially at his position, he's carrying a lot of weight. He's getting banged up with these defensive tackles and these defensive ends. You know, he's constantly making contact, you know, holding people on, blocking people. So it's going to be tough for him to really, you know, play if he's got a bad hip i'm really hoping that's not the case so like i said i'm happy to see that we're going to be able to see jay cutler on thursday night i'm going to be at the game so i'm excited to see him uh first time live i want to see what you know just just and and i doubt he's going to play too much he may play a series or two just to kind of get his legs under him throw a couple of balls to the guys uh, you know what what I want to see is really the timing with the wide receivers. I want to, you know, he he knows the offense, but does he know the receivers? And I don't think he he knows them quite yet. Uh, you know, as far as their route running abilities, when they're making their cuts, their breaks. So that's going to be something that's important to see as far as how they do. Also, I don't think we're going to see Jay Ajayi again. Apparently, he's still in pro, uh, concussion protocol. Dude, I hope it's not as bad, you know, as it sounds. I mean, now we're, we're going on. We're going on a couple of weeks almost now in concussion protocol. You know, maybe they're just holding back, making sure that he's okay. He does have some injury uh, concerns in the past in college, uh, but, you know, never with, with a concussion. So I get it. Take it easy. Give him a break. He's our, he's, our, he's our starting tailback. We have nothing to worry about there. But apparently today in practice, Kenyon Drake also went down with a concussion. So now we got two, two running backs that are down with concussions. So... We're probably not going to see Kenyon, Kenyon Drake. I, I can almost guarantee that. Uh, I don't know about Jay Ajayi yet, but we'll see if he's going to play. So it's going to look like Damian Williams is going to start, which I like Damian Williams. I like him. He's my you know my third down back. Uh, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run the ball a little bit. He's a strong guy. Uh, he's not afraid to, to, you know, to, to mash on the inside either. So I'm okay with that. I, I'm just a little bit concerned uh, with the depth. Behind him, it's uh, I think it's uh, Sonoris Perry and Storm Johnson. So Storm Johnson, I like a little bit, but but those guys, you know, are not your starting running backs, and they're not going to be your starting running backs. Uh, you know, the, the good thing is that they have some experience playing in the NFL, so I'm okay with that. And, and again, it's preseason, so maybe these guys are being held out precautionary reasons. You don't want these guys hurt. Uh, you know, the third game is really where you want to see most of your starters kind of come out play. You know, two. Maybe three quarters, depending on who it is. Uh, maybe some guys need a little more burn than others. So I can see them holding, you know, holding Jayajayi out another game. I'm okay with it. I'm I'm not in a rush to see him, you know, uh, you know, bang heads with with people again. I mean, running backs take a lot of hits. They take a lot of contact. If we can hold off and kind of see what the other guys can do a little bit. Then I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I do want to see Jay Cutler throw the ball a little bit. I want to see how how he looks uh, in game situations, you know, and see uh, see if he's gonna go out there with a with a with a cigarette in his uh, in his mouth or if he's gonna look you know like he's ready to play some ball. So I'm excited to see that. Let's turn our attention to some not so exciting news, but there are some injuries that could affect some players 
thankfully, guys, don't worry about it. It's not going to affect your fantasy teams, at least not these people. Unless you choose the defense and you're really relying on one guy to, 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 to be the man in the defense, then you're screwed, dude. So, yeah, take this with a grain of salt. It's just some injury news that I definitely wanted to get out there. Uh, just, you know, for, for you, you NFL heads, guys that are pretty serious about it. Obviously, we spoke about Raekwon um, McMillan. Um, Tannehill, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard already, has... You know, he's finally been put on, on IR, and he's going to have surgery for that torn ACL. Uh, so that's good. You know, it's, it's about fucking time that he did that, to be honest with you. So here's some of the other ones for, you know, some of you guys that may be, uh, you know, uh, uh, fans of some other teams. Demarius Randall, the cornerback for Green Bay, he has a concussion. Um, we all know how these concussion protocols work, so you're probably not going to see him the rest of the preseason, maybe at, at, at the end. A big one for the Redskins is Trent Murphy, uh, the linebacker. He tore his ACL and his MCL. Uh, he was already suspended four games for PEDs, but now he's going to miss a whole year. So, essentially, he's screwed. Uh, and another Redskin player, uh, Sua Cravens, um, he's a safety. Uh, he has a sore knee, so he'll probably be held back maybe a week or two. Uh, they, they probably don't want to risk that either. Uh, an another big one is Billy Wynn, which is their uh, the uh, defense alignment for Denver. For the Broncos, he tore his ACL, so he's a big contributor for, for that defense. So that might be a big loss for the Denver defense. Um, and Kerry Hyder, it was confirmed today, a defensive lineman, he kind of broke out last season, uh, tore his ACL as well, so he's going to be out. Uh, that's your uh, that's your little, your boring injury talk there. <laughs> None really affect, like I said, your fantasy team, so don't even worry about it, all right? Uh, but when we come back, some really big news, actually, some trade news in the NFL, something you don't hear very often. I mean, literally trades and two by one team. Who would have thought, right? You don't see that very often. here at the weekly sports drop uh by the way guys before we get into anything you have to go check out the video of odell beckham in practice today making a sick ass one-handed grab i mean it was completely incredible so it was kind of like a fade route and he just basically jumped over the cornerback and and, and snatched it with his right hand so it was you gotta see it. You gotta see it. I can't even. I can't even describe it. It was so sick. So it's 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 kind of breaking the internet right now with with what he's doing over there, <laughs> in practice. You guys gotta go check it out. It was really, pretty 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 damn awesome. Speaking of wide receivers, I think the biggest news of the week was the trade with uh, the Buffalo Bills did. So the Buffalo Bills sent their star wide receiver Sammy Watkins to the to the uh, to the L.A. Rams. In exchange for EJ Gaines, I think they swapped some draft picks. I'm not sure exactly how it was, uh, but they traded him. And then they traded Ronald Darby, which is one of their starting defensive backs also, uh, to Philly for, for Jordan Matthews, for their wide receiver Jordan Matthews. So they got a receiver back in the trade. Uh, it was kind of a bit of a surprise. Listen, I'm happy about it because he torched the Dolphins. He had His best numbers were against the Dolphins in his own division. I'm a Dolphins fan. We're in Miami. I'm happy about it. 
Good. Good riddance, Sammy Watkins. Don't have to see him. I mean, we may play Philadelphia. Uh, I'm sorry, not Philadelphia. L.A. every once in a while. I'm fine with that. As long as we don't have to play that guy twice. Because that guy kills us every time he plays us. So I'm happy with that. Good riddance. See you later. But I don't know. I don't know if that helps Buffalo so much. Does it? I mean, yes, Jordan Matthews has slightly better numbers. They're pretty similar to to, to to Sammy Watkins. I think the big difference is he's got that big play. Sammy Watkins has that big play ability, you know, with his speed. Uh, you know, but Jordan Matthews is a hell of a receiver. He's I don't I don't know how good he's gonna be this year. He's he's fighting some sort of injury right now as well. Now, I'm not talking about injuries anymore. Screw that. Okay, but but <laughs> but I am gonna tell you that Jordan Matthews is battling something right now. Uh, I, I I don't think it's anything serious. So basically, what they got back was they traded Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby for EJ Gaines and Jordan Matthews, swapping some draft picks or maybe they got some draft picks in return. I don't know what the hell happened there, but put it this way: basically, they traded him away. Um, I don't know. If that really made the Buffalo Bills that much better, uh, you know, Jordan Matthews went from a team that threw the ball a little bit more to now a team that probably wants to establish the run a little bit more uh, than throw it. You know, they don't have these uh, big time receivers. They did, however, Buffalo Bills did sign Anquan Bolden as well. And they got this kid that they rave about, Zay Jones. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what, what's going on there. Enough with Buffalo, Bill talk, uh, Buffalo Bills talk. But I just want to let you guys know about that trade. Uh, there's some other pretty cool things going on in the NFL. Just check it out on, you know, NFL.com and whatnot. Uh, you should be able to find some pretty cool things. But but definitely check out that Odell Beckham catch. That was pretty awesome. So uh, when we come back, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into some Miami Hurricane stock. We're gonna talk about their scrimmage a little bit. What happened on their scrimmage? Should we read into the numbers? I do have some stats for you guys as well. What should we read into the numbers, with the, especially with the quarterback situation? Everything else is kind of status quo. Uh, you know, how the defense played, the wide receivers that are stepping up. You know, some of the young guys look good as well. But again, quarterbacks weren't live. And, um, you know, it was a first scrimmage again. So how, how much stock are we going to put into that? When we come back, Dolphins talk. Oh, and I mean, I'm sorry, Canes talk. And we'll also, uh, you know, uh, give you a clip of... of of me and Antoine Staley talking a little bit about hurricanes as well. So interview's not over with Antoine uh, when we come back on the drop. Some of that Canes music, you know it, you know it. Uh, we're talking about Canes now. Uh, back at you here on the weekly sports drop. Definitely want to go into 
little bit of Hurricanes talk. Yeah, I'll sh I'll give you a clip of uh, Antoine. Well, me and Antoine Staley spoke about now coming up in in just a second. Uh, but first scrimmage. Probably can't look too much into it. Uh, you know, Antoine Staley talks a little bit about it. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see Kane's football is back. They're, you know, putting on the pads, going after it. Um, I'm real excited. And September 2nd is the first game against Bethune-Cookman. Uh, so I'll be out there. You guys need to be out there. This one's going to be a fun one. It's just, you know, it's college football. College football's back. Um, you know, a lot of people, obviously, the highlight's going to be the band, right? So it's all good. It's all good. Listen to uh, what uh, Antoine had to say a little bit, and uh, I'll be right back. Uh, uh, enjoy this uh, this little clip here with Antoine. So let's jump into something else, something that I'm a little more excited about. Uh, maybe you are too, I don't know, but is Kane's camp. So just a few questions on that. We'll see if we, we end with that. Um, yeah, you know, sure. You know, it's, it's in full swing now. The first scrimmage is coming up this weekend. How are you feeling about this team? I mean, obviously everyone's really focusing on the quarterback battle. Um, you know, what do you think happens there? How do you feel about this team right now? Well, from all I hear, I hadn't been able to get down there. I will at some point throughout – August, especially when the Dolphins go out of town for uh, go to Philly, I'll be down there covering the team there. But yeah, I I mean, what I'm hearing as far as the quarterback situation is it's tight. Nobody's really separated themselves from anybody. So in a way, if that's the case, then I think Malik Razier, Malik Razier may be the starter week one. To be completely honest, which would, to would totally surprise me. I know right. the Coach C. Perry is really is the guy everybody wants, and I think he'll eventually win the job, but. I don't know if he's in that case. If everybody's so close, I don't know if Mark Rich is going to feel comfortable just throwing the freshman into the fire. Maybe he would. I mean, kind of. Uh, I know. Uh, I don't know how he would feel about that specifically, but we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I think Moisés may be the guy. Especially, you know, they just need somebody to kind of manage the game, especially with their defense that's coming back. That's going to be arguably one of the best in the country, I believe. Oh yeah, I'm excited about that defense. Here's here's where I am with the quarterback situation. I feel. Like, like what you said, it's a close race right now, right? So nobody's really separated themselves. Why not at that point then just go with the young guy? Go with the guy that, you know, Rick brought in as his, you know, his quote-unquote his quarterback, you know, to kind of go ahead and get his feet, you know, get his feet wet, uh, throw him into the fire a little bit with some of these, you know, quote-unquote cupcake teams and then have him ready for, for the big showdown. Because I think the problem will be then if you, if you start real gear for the first couple of games, um, you know, and bring in Nikosi here and there, uh, you know, in some packages, and then maybe try to start him for FSU, that could be a recipe for a disaster. I mean, now, at the end of the day, I think what I'm more concerned about is the offensive line. So, I mean, how yeah. do you feel there? I mean, we, we lost Brandon Linder this week, um, and some of the guys, you know, I, I don't know how, how confident I am in, in the interior more than anything. Well, I'll say this. I, I felt like the offensive line paid better in the second half of the season as yeah. opposed to the first half of the season when they were going through their ups and downs. I feel like after the Notre Dame game, they started to play a lot better. I believe they only gave up about six or seven sacks the rest of the way, the, the entire way, throughout their five-game winning streak to end the year, which is pretty good considering Brad Kine was just getting destroyed, particularly in the Virginia Tech game and Notre Dame as well. So, yeah, I think if they can carry that momentum that they had into the bowl game with West Virginia, I think the offensive line is – Looks like they improved in that area, but yeah, I I, I agree I agree with you too in the state with the Kosi Perry. I if you're gonna start him, you, you might want to just start him early. Uh, I know Arkansas State. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a cupcake team. They're, 
they're not. It's not an easy opponent, but I won't say it's the most difficult either. They're, we're talking about a team that's a bold team, eight wins, has given teams problems in the um, Sun Belt as well. I think Miami will win, but I, I def, it's not one of your traditional just walk through games. I'll, I'll say that. I think they'll have a a little bit of tougher time than what they did with uh, Appalachian State last year. Even though I spent the same result, I spent Miami to probably win by double digits. Right. Right. No. Hey, I hear you. Yeah. I mean. Now that you say that, you're right. I mean, Arkansas State is really not your your prototypical, you know, uh, walkover game. So I get you. I get you. Awesome, man. I mean, I know you haven't been able to get out there yet. So as far as uh, anybody that's standing out, um, I mean, I, I can I can see a kid like Jeff Thomas making some noise early on in, in the year. Uh, yeah. Maybe even Mike Harley and and some guys on defense. Definitely DJ Johnson and 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 probably your other bookend over there, Jonathan Garvin. Some of the young guys. Um, I can see yeah. them making some noise also. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I know the secondary is very young, so I assume they're gonna have. It's, it's gonna be a lot of inexperience there in that area. Right. So I'm curious. That'll be something when I go down there. That'll be something that I'm curious to see how they're looking and talk with some people about them. Because other than other than that, you know, the defense is that. Obviously, you're talking about the front line there and linebackers. That three freshman linebackers were just kind of unheard of, but it actually it looks like it's gonna pay off until this year and also another year at least with these guys, with this unit. So that's really the only question mark you have with the Canes. But with their pass rush, I think – I don't know if you need necessarily typical lockdown corners. You just need people to just kind of play their role and just make sure they don't miss their assignment. Yeah, and, and even then, I mean, you still have – I mean, D. Delaney was a, a mid-round grade, right, coming out of the Citadel. So he's basically coming yeah. over here – to maybe improve his draft stock. All so American that, that, too. That can't be bad. Yeah. All there you go. So I mean, that can't be a bad situation. And then Javante Dean is another one who was committed to Alabama for a while. So um, you know, I mean, if Alabama wants you, I'm I'm of the belief that if Alabama wants you, you must be doing something right. You must be pretty damn good. So oh and yeah. Then you still have Malik <laughs> Young, who you know, I mean, he's a little bit smaller, but he made some plays last year, and he's only going to get better now as a sophomore. So I mean. Yeah, they're young. They're a little bit inexperienced. I think Jaquan Johnson's probably um, the leader of that uh, defensive back um, position. But but I, I can still see some good things, especially with our, like we said with our pass rush. I think they just got to cover for a little bit, and and, um, and we should be all right there. So I'm pretty yeah, excited. Yeah, I agree. Too. Cool, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're gonna be covering the game tonight, huh? Yes, I'm headed there right now, actually. Oh, nice. Okay, so I caught I caught you had a good time, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said, yeah, uh, you might want to get me now. And I don't yeah. know how busy I may be uh, once I get there. I may, not, I may not be busy, but you just never know. I can imagine, though. I can imagine. So no worries. Yeah. Man. No worries. I guess we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be expecting too many things uh, tonight uh, from the Dolphins. Just kind of want to see some football. So I'm happy it's back. And, uh, you know, maybe, hey, maybe somebody will surprise us and, and – and kind of a show out today. Who knows? We'll yeah, it's always that one, one or two guys that maybe surprise you, make, make some big plays there, and yeah, they usually the player of the game or get some big yards. So I, I expect I don't know who that's going to be. Obviously, with the preseason and a lot of young guys are going to play, but right. it's going to be one or two guys that uh, that step up and be like, wow, he had a pretty good game, especially when you look back on it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hey man, Juan, I I appreciate you coming on with me for a little while. Uh, when am I going to see you back over uh, at the studio, man, over at 790? Uh, well, I know Zach wanted me to do um this, do the show yesterday, but I couldn't. It was last minute when he asked uh, me. So I, I yeah. assume pretty soon. Uh, 
I don't know when, especially considering how things have kind of shake shaken up there. But I imagine, oh, I imagine, yeah, I imagine I'll be on there uh, more often than later, especially with football being back. I, that's kind of cool. my forte. So, right, nice, awesome, man. Well, I look forward to seeing you out there, and uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely do this again. I'll keep in touch with you, and uh, and uh, just looking forward to football season coming on. And uh, again, I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming on with me. And um, again. You can catch well if you want to let people know anybody who's listening how they can find your work how they can uh, how they can keep in touch with you. Uh, you can go to DolphinsWire.com. You can find my work there. Also, if you're a college football fan at Athlon Sports as well, uh, we do we do a little bit of work there. Actually, right now we're in the midst of doing game by game previews. I did one on the Hurricanes. I did one on the Florida Gators, Florida State, just ACC, SEC teams as well. So you can check my work out there and also at Antoine Staley on Twitter. Nice. Awesome. No East Carolina stuff for us, man. No, I'm just kidding. No, I actually do. <laughs> I actually do do a little bit. But they don't that doesn't drive that doesn't drive a lot of the website like other like some of the big power five companies. Oh, of course. But I am but I am gonna I am actually doing a interview with their head coach Scotty Montgomery later on this month. So yeah, you can check out check that out as well. Cool, man. Awesome, awesome. Uh, everybody, Antoine Staley, thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Uh, you take it easy. All right, buddy. Take care. Yeah. All right. That was Antoine Staley. Again, uh, some good stuff coming out from uh, from him there. And, uh, you know, he was he was excited about the uh, scrimmage as well after talking to him a little bit off the mic as well. So um, let's get right into it, right? You, want, you guys want some scrimmage stats. I'm sure everybody loves the stats. We're all stats junkies, right? Uh, so here we go. Quarterback stats. Malik Rozier, 8 of 14 for 181 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Evan Sheriffs, 10 of 14 for 132 and a touchdown. Uh, and Nikosi Perry, 6 of 15 for 68 yards, and he had an interception. So those are the ones I have here. This is all coming courtesy of, I got to give credit where credit is due, courtesy of Peter Ariz, who got these, uh, who was able to put these stats out there first uh, in speaking with with coach Mark Richt and all that. So uh, shout out to, to, to Peter Reese for, for these stats. Um, some, some of the uh, wide receiver stats, uh, Braxton Berrios had seven catches for 92 yards. Amon Richards, uh, the, the all American, all American stud wide receiver, uh, three, three catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Deontay Mullins got in the mix, had a 32 yard touchdowns grab. And uh, uh, Mike Harley as well. The young gun, the freshman, Phenom, 56-yard TD grab. I think he's going to be uh, a big part of this offense, him and Jeff Thomas. Jeff Thomas was held out. I think he uh, just had a little bit of a, a hamstring tweak, so they kind of uh, held him out and protected him there. Uh, but um, So he didn't play, but Mike Harley did have a 56-yard touchdown grab. Um, also, Chris Herndon, three, for, uh, three catches for 49 yards and a score, and uh, DJ Dallas also had four catches for 30 yards. So... Young guys, some of the young guys getting in the mix there, which is good. Uh, you know, uh, apparently we, we we got lucky because Mark Mark uh, Walton did go down with an injury, but apparently it's just a bruised hip. So uh, Coach Rick said, uh, "Praise the Lord on that one." So that's what that's what he added to that. So thankfully he's okay. Uh, he had seven carries for thirty nine yards and a touchdown. Travis Homer uh, did some work, eight carries, fifty five yards, but he did fumble, so he's got to hold on to that football. And then Chuck Gray didn't do much. Five carries, two yards. Uh, on the defensive side, we all know uh, this defense has an opportunity to be one of the best defenses in college football. They got some special kids over there on that side of the ball. Uh, you know, uh, e even some of the guys that, that are backing up, 
uh, are, are kind of making a push for that starting spot, and that's what you want to see, especially in that defense. Uh, Romeo Finley had five tackles with a pick. He had an interception. It looked like in the video that I saw, it looked like he had a pick six. I couldn't tell and see the ending, but it looks like he had um, a clear path to the end zone. So uh, five tackles and interception for him. Darian Owens had six tackles. Shaq Quarterman, four tackles. Uh, uh, Malik Young had two tackles and an interception as well. Uh, Jaquan Johnson making some noise on special teams, blocked a field goal. And uh, Joe Jackson, two tackles and a sack. Uh, another one that made some noise also that looked pretty good apparently was Scott Patchen with a couple of uh, well, about four tackles and maybe a couple of sacks. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but but he, he seemed to look look okay. Again, what do we take out of these stats? Probably not much, right? I mean, Coach Rick did say he stated apparently that, uh, you know, Rozier's touchdowns were in situational plays as well, which is that good? Is that bad? Situational plays meaning... Did he not have a rush? Was he 10 yards out? Uh, was it in crunch time? Was it a two-minute drill? So it could be good that maybe he was put in a position in a tough position and he made some great throws, scored some touchdowns. Or it could mean that, you know, it was kind of like, hey, I'm going to put you in a position to score a touchdown. We want to make sure that we run the play correctly, yada, yada, yada. Whatever the case is, how much stock are we going to put into it? I don't know. Uh, apparently, him and Sheriff's though, again, are kind of leading the way right now. They're leading the pack just by a little bit. You got to remember, these young guys, Cade Weldon, Nikosi Perry, uh, yeah, they're there, and they're studying the playbook, and they're learning everything. And, you know, ultimately, I think Nikosi Perry probably does, you know, end up starting at one point in the season. But I'm not going to – I'm going to be okay if, if Rozier starts. Uh, you know, Sheref's – you know, we were talking about this, Tony and Mike. You know, t Tony says Sheref has – doesn't have that strong of an arm or he kind of looks a little clumsy out there. Yeah, but what, what Coach Rick is saying is that he looks smart, that he's that he knows the playbook, he knows the plays, he understands the coverages, he understands what routes are being run. So, you know, he's a brain, he's cerebral, he's a little more cerebral than he is uh, athletic per se. Uh, but Malik Rozier out there, apparently he looks really good too. He's making some strong throws. He's always had a pretty good arm. Uh, it was just a matter of, of him, I guess, uh, you know, kind of showing out. You did have Brad Kai in front of him last year, so uh, it was kind of tough. But this may be the time for Malik Rozier. Uh, you know, uh, Coach John Rick, uh, Mark Rick's son who coaches quarterbacks for the Hurricanes, did say that he kind of reminds us of, 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 of an Aaron Murray. Uh, one of the guys that they had over in Georgia who who was a pretty big stud over in Georgia. Um, he was a pretty damn good quarterback. So if that's the case, that's a good thing as well. So who knows? First scrimmage, again, first scrimmage. The next scrimmage is coming up now this weekend. I'm sure they'll have some more installations, some more plays that they're going to run. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to make the quarterbacks live. They may want to. Uh, Coach Rick does think that, just like we all do, when the, when the quarterbacks are live, the game changes a little bit, right? So the game speeds up a little bit. They're going to have to react different. They're going to have to move up in the pocket. They're going to have to break contain. They're going to have to do a lot of different things. Uh, and I'm talking about the quarterbacks, of course, to either extend plays or to make the right throws and make the right reads. So it's a lot of you know, it's a lot of different moving parts, especially when the quarterbacks are live. So I'd, 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 be, I'd be kind of excited to see or to hear what happens there because obviously everything is closed. Uh, nobody can get in and, and, and see the practices or the scrimmages. So I'd be excited to see what's going on with that. 
but it's football season, baby, and it's co- and I'm a big college football guy. If I haven't said it before, college football for me is number one. I'm a huge Canes fan. I love my Canes. Um, I love the NFL. I'm a Dolphins fan, but you know, to me, NFL also I kind of follow it so closely also with fantasy football, and that's something we'll get into. I, I we might we might get into some fantasy football next week. You know, a couple of weeks out, I think it'll start get exci- getting exciting uh, for fantasy football camp. Also, guys. If you guys want to get some really good knowledge on fantasy football, you don't want to miss the John Clayton Fantasy Football Camp. It's August 26th from 6 to 9. So it still gives you a chance to go after that, to go watch the the McGregor-Mayweather fight. But from 6 to 9, it's absolutely free. It's at Sporta Kings at Gulfstream. You don't want to miss that. We got Jamie Eisenberg coming out, who is the fantasy guru for CBS Sports. Uh, and also you get the uh, you get the man, John Clayton himself there as well, answering all your fantasy football questions. You guys do not want to miss this. I guarantee you it'll be the best couple of hours you spent learning about fantasy football. Maybe you got some questions that they'll be able to answer for you on your draft that's coming up maybe the week after or whatnot. You guys don't want to miss that. That's going to be a kick-ass event. Again, it's August 26th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Gulfstream Sport of Kings. It's the John Clayton Fantasy Football Camp with Jamie Eisenberg as well. You guys definitely want don't want to miss it. If you have any questions, you can just email me, and I'll give you the email now uh, once we uh, get done here. Um, but definitely a, a really cool thing for, for fantasy football. That's a wrap, guys. I really want to thank you all for listening. Again, you know, the more you guys listen, the more you guys subscribe, the more you guys like all my work. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I'm, I'm truly humbled by it. I appreciate it all. It does help, you know, uh, if you guys go on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, on iTunes, if you could rate us, that would be fantastic. Um, it really helps me to kind of provide, continue to provide this content for you uh, and to kind of get noticed on iTunes. I would love for you guys to go on there and rate me, listen to it, subscribe. Uh, also on SoundCloud, please listen, subscribe on there as well. I'll continue to bring you more content. I'm going to be I'm going to be putting together a blog soon uh, with some, you know, uh, some really cool content on there. We'll put up some polls. We'll do some giveaways. Uh, we'll do some some really cool things. Maybe we can interact and do some meet and greets with some of my uh, some of my uh, interviews, some of my guests that'll be on on the um, on the podcast. Uh, but definitely, I want your interaction. I want your questions. I want you guys to let me know what I could be doing better, or you know, uh, you know, maybe there's certain questions that you guys have that I can get the answer for. You know, if I don't know it already, I would love to help you guys out with that. I love doing this. I love bringing you all of this. This this is fun. I get a kick out of it. Um, but I really just, you know, just want to continue to bring you all this great news and and some some really cool stuff. Uh, you know, uh, follow us please on social media. My Instagram page, uh, just search the Weekly Sports Drop. Uh, you'll be able to find me there. You can also find my my personal one is uh, Jazz on the Radio, so you can find that one as well. I'll be putting I'll be posting stuff on both. On Twitter, you can find us at at the at Sports Drop Jocks. Again, Twitter at Sports Drop Jocks. Instagram search the Weekly Sports Drop, and you can also email me at the Podcast Jocks at gmail.com. Again, the Podcast Jocks at gmail.com. And uh, like I said, go subscribe on iTunes and on SoundCloud, and we'll be. We'll, I'll, I'll keep doing this for you guys, man. I, I truly appreciate it. Again, I'm your host, Jazz Santana. And this is the Weekly Sports Drop. Peace.